0: Everybody, welcome back! Wow, we are back from the off season. It is season two, episode number one, coming at you. He's Ty White. I'm Lachlan McTagg, and we are so back and so excited to bring you season two of the Fantasy Cast, brought to you by our good friends at Shocker Sports. Ty, what's what's up with you, man? I mean, I know I'm in a different place right now, but you you look you look like you're in a uh, familiar territory over there.
1: I'm cozy. I'm at home right now and we're back and it feels so good to be back because we were talking about this before it got into a routine last year. I mean, we did close to 30 episodes to 30 episodes. That's pretty impressive. That's almost half a year of the fantasy cast or half of your year with the fantasy cast included in it. So that's pretty special. And it's great. It's great to be back with you. Yeah, I'm at home right now. I'm going off to university tomorrow to a place downtown. And uh, and how are you doing? My summer's been great. I'm just so happy to be back. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, my summer was pretty good. It's, it's kind of come to a, come to
0: an end now because I'm in my, uh, my second week of classes right now down here in Phoenix, Arizona, Arizona State University. I'm at the Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communication and loving it so far. I've met a lot of That's great awesome. people. Uh, Phoenix is great. It's 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 a really 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 cool place. It's it's a lot different than uh, Toronto for sure.
1: Absolutely. I
0: haven't put on long pants, a hoodie, or even like a quarter zip at all. I've just been wearing strictly shorts and t-shirts every day. Like yesterday was yesterday, for example, it was 110 Fahrenheit yesterday.
1: That's incredible.
0: Like it, it's like the face of the sun out there sometimes walking to your classes, you got your yeah. backpack
1: going, you get off, you're in sweaty. the desert. Yeah. You are yeah, in the desert. Yeah, it's the Valley of Sun, man. That's that's great. That you know what Arizona is also known for, great football weather. And speaking of football, this is season two of the Fantasy Cast. We're so happy to be back, and we got a fantastic episode planned today. Uh, as you might have seen from our intro video, this year is going to be a little bit different than last year, um, in the sense that. A little bit more uh, time and effort is going to be going into these videos. We did put a lot last year, but we're trying to clean up little things and make the show even more enjoyable for everyone at home. Uh, and that also comes with good content. We got lots of good content to start off this year's episode. It's drafting season. We're getting into fleece. The fleece season happened last year, and it happened, it's a it's a yearly thing. It's coming back again.
0: Yeah, we are, um, we are well within the parameters of fleece season right now.
1: Uh, it's time when drafting starts up again flea seasons here so uh lock why don't you run us through today's episode what we talking about yeah so first of all we're gonna bring you uh
0: two rookies worth drafting um because you know can't forget about the rookies sometimes they ball out most of the time they ball out but you got to know which one to pick obviously and then situationally Uh, we're gonna give you two sleepers as well uh we're both gonna give you two sleeper picks who you know you may You may not think of and might slip a little bit in your drafts, but are definitely worth it to follow that up with one player to avoid in the draft. Um, And you'll see that we both have some interesting choices here. And then we'll make sure to give you a lock of the draft or a player that we think you should really pick up. That isn't necessarily a marquee player or a one type player in the NFL. And then we'll follow that with our fantasy question of the week to cap off today's show
1: oh that was fun last year doing those every week and we had some good questions and quite a time a few of the times we post them to our reels we're going to be trying to keep updated as well as our we've done our instagram last year we try to move over a bit of tiktok as always you can find us so you're on youtube right now but youtube uh as well as spotify um so let's get this going Lachlan. what do you say yeah, yeah. i say we get right into this let's 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 do it man and the positive thing, because we're starting off with two rookie players, so it, it's going to be a total of four. We're going to briefly go through a couple of rookies that we feel are, are worth drafting, perhaps where you can get them and, uh, and why they're worth drafting. Um, and don't worry, there's no disclaimer. There's no Raiders players, uh, Raiders rookies uh, on these, because as you know, the Raiders have just released their offensive tackle. It was their first round draft pick last year, Alex Leatherwood. They also had debacle of first round picks in the past shot Raiders fans i'm a chargers fan i can do that that's fine that's fair we're moving on lachlan why don't you give us your first one who we got here yeah so uh he still technically is a rookie
0: even though he was a 2021 first round pick Mm um i'm going with travis Atien. very good pick travis atn was interesting you know he tore his achilles um in training camp last season, before the season was getting going, everyone was interested to see, cause you know, the Jags uh, traded for that first round pick later in the first round um, to get ATN. Cause they also got his good buddy, Trevor Lawrence. They had a special connection at Clemson. They were, they were a pretty dynamic uh, dynamic duo at Clemson for a couple of years. And I'm just really interested to see how he performs on the big stage. You know, he's been waiting for his debut moment since the draft. For over a year now well over a year now and I just I I would love to see him uh, just be hungry on the field and and go out and chase that opportunity with Jacksonville which is pretty much a wide open team that's that doesn't really have a whole lot to lose at this stage
1: not a whole lot to lose you're getting better Uh, and especially in PPR leagues lock I mean he's a pass catching back uh, which means a whole lot that's why Austin Eckler is a lot of value that's why McCaffrey is a lot of value each year these pass catching backs and he can be one that solidifies himself as the number one back on that team for the next five to maybe even six, seven years, Um, rest in peace, James Robinson, as we know, you really liked him the other year, Lachlan, but uh, yeah, it's too bad. I hopefully he moves to a better situation, but that's fantastic pick. So I'm going to give you mine. And then we're going to go on to our other one. So my first one here is Brees Hall. And this one is more on the obvious side of things, but I'm going to give you the reasoning behind why. So Brees Hall, those of you don't know is on the New York jets running back. Uh, he was a second round pick out of Iowa state for the jets. He's actually first all rushing touchdowns and yards of all time, uh, for Iowa state cyclones and the, and the big 12. So that's pretty impressive. That gives you some of his background statistics. Uh, so he's the number one to Michael Carter. Uh, a lot of ESPN people, uh, and scouts in the area have declared him as the number one back for the team. And it's most likely that later on in the year, he's going to get the majority of the touches and actually towards the early bit of the year as well. The Jets also had a massive improvement on their O-line. They're slightly getting better each each year, which is good to see from a team that sucked for a little while. Uh, also their coach, Michael Fleur, he loves to rush the ball. Uh, last year, the Jets used plenty of rushing schemes uh, in zones. They use zone rushing schemes and a lot, of, a lot of sweeps and stuff like that. And that's perfect for a player uh, who's so capable with the ball like Brees Hall. They brought him in to be their man. And that's why he's going to be a fantastic pick. Uh, probably going between the late second round even early third round, probably not gonna to get to the fourth around the third round to early second. and this guy's gonna get 15 to 20 touches a game uh, and that's not including passes.
0: Yeah, again, love that. and another team that just really is just going out there and trying to develop as many players as possible. so a good situation all around. Uh, my second rookie here on my list, little bit of Falcons bias. Um, I gotta go with my man Drake London and I know I said, that I would have loved to see the Falcons take Kyle Hamilton with that pick instead of a wide receiver. <laughs> I know I said that. I, I, did, you I did, did say that. I, I did say that, but that's only because I thought he would have complimented AJ Terrell brilliantly. Um, but nonetheless, that was not the pick. And it's okay because Drake London is a great receiver in a really, really nice spot. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first to say it and you'll probably hear me say it a a bunch more. The Falcons are going to be a very mediocre team. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to make the playoffs. They might, they, they could, they could surprise some people, but they're not going to, they're not going to be a lottery team, but they're not going to be a playoff team to be perfectly honest. But that doesn't matter when you have a guy like Drake London, because he Drake London is stepping in immediately into a number one, number two role right off the hop. He hasn't played a snap in the regular season and he's already cemented himself as that, as that, uh, player in that role. And I think that'll do wonders for him because there's only so many times you can use Kyle Pitts repeatedly or Cordell Patterson repeatedly. Right. And to have a guy like Drake London, who I think has a lot of upside going into his rookie year. Um, and considering the fact that the, the Falcons last rookie wide receiver to have a really, really nice season coming off being selected in the first round was Calvin Ridley. Mm -hmm. um so i think the falcons know what they're
1: doing when it comes to receivers yeah he's probably if if not one of the best rookie receiver coming out of the draft there's some good ones this year but definitely uh one of them i'm going to give you so a trade. obviously falcons bias say whatever you want to say i agree with that pick 100 and i'm going to go for a receiver that's that's not as well known and not getting talked about too too much uh except for just a bit more recently my uh, last bookies is Traylon Burks, who's a wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. He was a first round pick out of Arkansas. He's a strong, fast, physical guy on the ball. He was compared a lot to A.J. Brown coming out of college. And that's ironic because A.J. Brown just yeah. left the Titans to go play in for football. it. For that pick, if I'm not. Mistake. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. So that's ironic that they bring in someone who's exactly like the person he's replacing. But that's not a bad thing. Uh, the Titans, apparently, according to ESPN's Dan Garziano, I think that's his name. I don't want to butcher that. It was just an article today actually that was posted saying the Titans have pretty big plans for him. He was someone who was going, he was very underrated, especially Tennessee, uh, but he's now third on the depth chart on the Titans depth chart not to mention the fact that they don't really have a tight end whatsoever. And their number one receiver uh, is Robert Woods, who just came off a a huge injury. So no one knows how he's going to do. But this guy is a a good, good player. And uh, there was a reason that he was a first-round pick out of Arkansas. Um, He's definitely the receiver of the future for the team. And that starts with this season. I think he's going to have a big season. He's going in drafts between – People can get him between the 11th and 14th round. If you get him in anywhere between that, I think it's going to be a great investment. Use someone on your bench for the first couple of weeks, but he can come in and potentially be a fantasy saver. And who knows, maybe even a league winner towards the end. The biggest stat, though, here that I like is no team has more vacated targets than the Tennessee Titans. They have 351 open targets to fill from last year. Um, That's going to be going to Robert Woods. uh, And hopefully a lot of them will be going to Traylon Burks definitely very promising player right there uh so those are our four four rookie picks let us know what you think about them um but we hope that you know we give you good recommendations and i for your information i did pick Traylon Burks. lachlan you did pick drake london he is on your team
0: yeah so a bit of a bit of team draft bias a bit of you know supporting your own team bias but nonetheless (laughs) i mean great great stat by the way too thank you vacant targets that's a, that, that's a stat that not a lot of people either know about or would look into when drafting a receiver.
1: Yeah, obviously you want to look at, uh, or even targets that are being added to your team, for example. That's what takes values away from someone like Jalen Waddle when you bring in Tyreek Hill. I still think Jalen Waddell is going to have a big year, but it's important to look at what teams have receivers that have recently come in and they had big receivers leave one of those teams. Yeah. All righty
0: that wraps up the rookie segment here. Uh, Some interesting picks all around, I think, but now we're going to go to sleepers guys that you maybe would get mid to late rounds, but will provide you with some good value. And I'll start off here with my first pick and I'm, I'm going with Rashad Penny on the Seahawks. And I, I'm going with him because one, I think the, I think everyone's doubting the Seahawks a little bit. They're yeah. definitely going to take a bit of a step back, but I still think that with Pete Carroll's system, they're not going to be a terrible team like everyone on social media is 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 pinning them out to be. I don't think they're that they're going to be that bad of a team. Yeah, Drew Lock's your quarterback, but you never know what Drew Lock or Geno Smith
1: never yeah, can that's Gino. true. That's <laughs> Sorry, true. you go
0: ahead. You know what I mean though, and I and I think Rashad Penny is going to be a workhorse mm-hmm. in Pete Carroll's offense. And yes, they did draft a running back. Um, what second round? Yeah, I, I, third I round Kenneth, last Kenneth
1: year. Walker. I actually just pulled up his name. Yeah, Kenneth Walker the third.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but I, I think I think Rashad Penny the way he ended last scene, season as well. He ended last season on a good note, and I think Pete Carroll's just gonna trust him because there's been a few new faces in that Seattle offense, and Quite obviously DK Metcalf is, is 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 a staple in there for sure. But I think Rashad Penny's gonna be. Uh, you know, all reliable. And I think he he's, he's going to be a three down back type yeah. player for the
1: Seahawks. Very, very underrated player. That's a that's a great pick. Yeah, it's him or Kenneth Walker, I feel like could have pretty big years. Um, but definitely, like you mentioned, the key thing there is he shined last year or towards the end of last year, which is a very good point. Uh, I'm going to hop into mine. Once again, this is someone that I drafted and I told myself I was not leaving the draft this year without this guy. He's one of my. This year, uh, there's actually a clip of him I think it was on. It was on a bunch of different things, and ESPN was one of them. Where he could name every single receiver drafted before him, uh, what university they went to, and all that. So that's kind of scary. Hours that's showing you this guy's taking names and he's he's coming to win and be a dog. Uh, it's Almon Raw Saint Brown uh, from the Detroit Lions, perhaps the new face Damn. of the Detroit Lions no after kidding. this season. Holy. and a big wide receiver. Obviously, Locke. We talked about this last year. He finished well, kind of like Rashad Penny. He finished the season very strong. His he last had like a, he weeks, had like a
0: historic
1: rookie finish, no, fantasy-wise. It's, it's one of, I mean, nothing that dominant have ever been seen before. And I got it for you right here. Uh last six weeks, 24 points. So 24.8, 15.3, 23.5, 26, 35.4, and 26.1. That is only one game he had below 23 points that's absurd those yeah. are Stefan dig numbers Stephon yeah Digg. like that 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 doesn't happen
0: very often and I think I think Dan Campbell also like trusts him way more I love Dan Campbell too by the way Howard I love Knox, that guy man. so much oh my god
1: <laughs> he's just such a football like like stereotypical
0: when I think of yeah. when I think of a football coach I think of I think of him
1: absolutely but so, anyway anyway and I love that I love that Alman Ra is under him because the Lions have a – they have a great offense. It's kind of a hybrid offense of uh, passing and running. Obviously, DeAndre Swift's great. great. Uh, they also have Frank now. Their center is one of the best centers in the game. They have a decent O-line, TJ Hawkins, and they have a very unique team. Um, and they've improved from last year. Uh, Alman Ra is going to be the wide receiver number one. And he's a he's – a, he was a star breaking out last year that's looking to have a true full breakout season this year because he wasn't really utilized as much. Uh, until the end of the season he actually finished last year with 90 reception short of a thousand yards with 912 and five TD so definitely looking for him to have a big big year uh and it's going to be a boom player I think yeah it's a great pick um, and he's going by the way you can get him around between the fourth and some people even let him slip to the fifth probably around the fourth rounds will you be getting I want to yeah know. And, and if if
0: you're picking him in in the 4th round like yeah, that's a guy who's immediately in number 1 contention so that's a, yeah. that's a no-brainer really value wise um my second sleeper he was a he, he was an honorable mention on my rookies list but I thought he'd be better on my sleepers list mm. um it's Damian Pierce the Texans 4th round pick mm. from last season out of Florida yeah um Texans. and and the, the the Texans the Texans are going to be in contention for the first overall pick Let's be real. Their team really isn't great. No, but I'm picking him because I see way too many parallels between, mm-hmm. between Damian Pierce and James Robinson. I see mm-hmm. way too many parallels mm-hmm. because I, although Robinson went undrafted, um, which made his season even more remarkable, Damian Pierce was definitely not a marquee running back going into the draft. No, absolutely. I, so the test, well, he was a
1: name that certainly no one was talking about. He, I no, believe, I actually have, he was a fourth round pick. Yeah. Yeah. fourth. And he fourth was rounder. just, just today or just the other day, he was named the starter above yeah. Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead, who have both been playing in the league. Well, I believe, I
0: believe they, I believe they cut Marlon Mack.
1: Okay. Which so is part gone.
0: of the, yeah, so the, I believe the Texans, what happened there was the Texans cut Marlon Mack hmm. and Rex Burkhead is a very situational running back.
1: I not wouldn't use player, a, but...
0: Not a bad player, but you use him in certain situations, he gets the job yeah. done. But I feel like Damian Pierce can really be a three-down workhorse for them, similar to what James Robinson was, because he walks into an open door, essentially. And I feel like if he gets the touches, then, you know, eventually he's going to break through. And if James Robinson did it with that, that Jag team that that got the first overall pick that year, then I I I don't doubt that Damian Pierce can have a similar type RB one season that James Robinson did in 2020.
1: Lock, that's a fantastic comparison. Even look like the teams, like you said, open door scenario is what the teams are going through. Um, and you look like James Robinson. Pretty sure the year before he finished in the NFL a top 100 list because of how good of a season he had. So Damian Pierce could totally be someone that falls in that role, probably around the, the fourth round, late, like third to fourth round, uh, is a Damian Pierce. Um, certainly a fantastic pick. Uh, we're going to wrap up the sleeper players here. My pick, it's going to be Darnell Mooney, wide receiver out of Chicago. Pick. And Mooney had a pretty good year last year. He had 219 fantasy points, 81 receptions for over 1,000 yards, and four tutties. Um, I like him a lot, Justin Fields is getting better as a quarterback. We saw, we've seen uh, his progression throughout the year that he started last year. He's looking a lot better. Uh, Mooney's also the wide receiver one by a mile. The number two is Byron Pringle there, um, which isn't ridiculous. Um, but still, I mean, Byron Pringle to Darnell Mooney, and obviously you had Alan Robinson leave. So that opens up plenty of targets too. Um, and, it's just a bigger and a better chance to shine for him. Obviously Chicago's big market. He's been there for, I think this is his third year in Chicago. I believe it's his third year, third or second year. Um, and he, he's a, he's a very a nifty receiver. He's got great hands. Uh, and when he's on, he's very much on, it can be a game changer. Uh, you can get Mooney between the, the third and fifth round, probably the lower of the third, uh, upper of the fifth so that's definitely a player to target someone who is a definite wide receiver one on his team that's why i really like him as well uh so we got we got mooney there so those are uh our players for the two sleeper picks we're gonna head over now into our uh i remember last year we called baker mayfield the bum of the league award this is gonna be like the bum of the draft award one player certainly do not want to draft now we're saying this in the sense that Maybe you, yeah, it, it doesn't matter if you take them between the 10th and the 15th, but definitely not someone who you want to be relying on.
0: Yeah. We, really we're, get. we're, we're talking about players who are, who are overvalued on the draft board compared to
1: what they're actually going to give you output wise. Absolutely. I can give you mine first here, And uh, this is an interesting player and it, uh, it pains me to say it, Lachlan. It pains me to say it as you know, Chargers fan, former Charger, it's Hunter Henry tight end for new England. Um, Last year, he had 50 receptions for nine touchdowns, nine touchdowns being the highlight of that. I mean, that's not bad at all. However, he only had five games last year above 13 fantasy points. Uh, New England just has a bad scheme for tight ends in fantasy football because why is that? Who's there? Johnny Smith's right there with him. From Tennessee they like they like that two tight end system so it's not really a reliable player he's unreliable and inconsistent not to say that he's a bad football player just for fantasy and Lachlan we talked about this a little bit before the show uh it's different being like some some coach, Bill Belichick doesn't give a damn name. I mean let's be honest no. uh he doesn't care who's gonna no, get Bill Belichick does not care about your fantasy
0: team that's why he went out and got two tight ends like two yeah. good tight ends
1: two <laughs> good Good ass tight ends that can fill in that role. That's why Hunter Henry had nine touchdowns. He just doesn't get a whole lot of yards. Typically, he's targeted more toward the red zone, um, but he doesn't get many touches down the stretch or targets down the stretch from Mac Jones. You know, who knows that might change this year, but the point is he's unreliable. It's the same as a two running back system. Uh, That's why people don't love drafting Melvin Gordon because he's with Javante Williams.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't love drafting Melvin Gordon either. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I said, I wouldn't love drafting Melvin Gordon either. I completely agree.
1: Yeah. So that's why it, it's tough having a two running back system, two tight end system. Uh, and Hunter Henry is anything uh, but reliable this year, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with, unfortunately, saying Hunter Henry.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go again. This, this also kind of pains me to say a little bit too, but my, I, I have two here. I'll explain, I'll explain both of them quickly. Uh, my first one is Russell Gage because oh. I feel like Russell Gage would have done so much better with Atlanta in their, in their scheme, but the bucks went out. They got him. He's a good receiver. The only problem who's ahead of him on the depth chart. Oh yeah. That's Chris Godwin and Mike yep. Evans. Yep. So, and even, even drafting Chris Godwin as your like marquee wide receiver is a pretty iffy pick with, Absolutely. With the way Mike Evans has been performing the last couple seasons with Tom Brady, so He's I just think
1: when Julio Jones there too. They got yeah.
0: I mean, god,
1: another Falcon.
0: There yeah, goes. yeah, exactly, exactly. Just twist the knife
1: more. It could be one of those years where that's so true. Each one of those receivers on any given day could have twenty five fantasy points, and the other will have three.
0: Yeah, it's just yeah. it's it's just not a very like depth chart wise, coaching wise. It's brilliant to yeah. have those three options downfield brilliant. Fantasy wise it's just it's just not great
1: because Russell again, Bruce Gage, Arians doesn't yeah. give a damn about your fantasy team. He really does? Oh my doesn't. god no. Not when, you're winning Super yeah. not when
0: you're winning Super Bowls like no, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, so it's 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 just one of
0: those things, you know, like Russell Gage was so good with Atlanta and then yeah, signs in a system with a lot of players at his position and then just he's just not going to be the he's not going to be the same and it's it's sad but you should avoid him because I think he's going to be very overvalued on the draft board, too. Yeah.
1: Not terrible later round, like we said. However, not reliable is the point. No. Unlock you with another yeah. one. Who's your other one? Yeah,
0: my other one quickly is just uh, it's Brandon Cooks. Mm. And I know Brandon Cooks is a wide receiver one on the Texans, but he's really their only he's like he's their only aerial target.
1: You can repeat that. He's the wide
0: receiver one on, the, on Texans. the Texans. He's like, he he's the only player that the secondary has to look after at any, at any point. It's just not, it, it's just not great. And one thing I noticed with our draft too, is Brandon Cooks slipped so far from where Way he was, down. from where, from where he was projected to go. He slipped so far. No one wanted to take him for that exact reason because yep. you're going to see Brandon cooks pop up on your screen in like the second, third round. And you're like, well, what's he doing there? Why is he valued? So high? he shouldn't be valued that high. He's only valued that high because he's the only notable aerial target. Like for sure.
1: And he used to be good. like, he, uh, we're not saying he's not good. Once again, no, we're, that, that, that's,
0: that, that's not at all. What we're saying like, he's,
1: he's, he's reliable, yeah, of course he, he's still a good receiver, not on the right system, but uh, yeah, those are, those are three players uh, to avoid in fantasy draft. Now we're going to give, just quick 30 seconds here are players who we think, and this is important uh, that are not marquee players in the first couple rounds. However, there are players that you should very much be happy to be drafting and want on your team. Because Um, like theoretically, theoretically, like
0: if we just said one player, you should definitely draft in fantasy. Okay. Jonathan Taylor. All right. Cool. Um, How about Keenan Allen? You know, Derek henry christian mccaffrey like this is fantasy we're show, not we're, we're not, not trying we're not, to give you yeah. T- takes here. yeah so we're we're what what do they what do they say about like people oh no it's it's people who are a-list celebrities and the b-list celebrities
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I actually i wouldn't call these players b-list nfl players by any means well, well
1: technically <laughs> technically they're not no, that's actually not a bad, uh, like anagram for because they are technically B-list compared to the McCaffreys and the Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, like
0: they're not they're not the faces of the league.
1: However, they are
0: must, They could be yes
1: future A-listers.
0: Yes, I agree. So with why, that.
1: why don't you give us your first A-lister? Uh, sorry, uh, B-lister, b lister Yeah,
0: or <laughs> one player that's not marquee who you should definitely walk away with from the draft with is DeAndre Swift. In my humble opinion, um. I have loved DeAndre Swift since he's come into the league. I think he's done great things with the lions. And I think him being a multi-dimensional back only helps that system with Jared Goff, who, by the way, is a pretty good quarterback because yeah, yeah he did go number one overall at one point in his career. And I mean, I would say you do that by accident, but you really don't. It's just, you know, there's been some number one overall busts, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, and I think I think DeAndre Swift is in a great situation. I think the more him and Dan Campbell kind of mesh together in the sa- in the system, I think will only do wonders for both of them. Yeah. Um, and offensively, it's not like he's the guy, right? Like Amonra St. Brown is also there. Yeah. T.J. Hodgkinson is also there. You could you could argue- We're arguably say that, that you could arguably say that T.J. Hodgkinson is the marquee player in that in that offense, who's not Jared Goff, obviously. For sure, probably um, a standout name. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I think that DeAndre Swift is very valuable. I wasn't able to get him in the draft, unfortunately, which was sad. Um, but I really, really wished and really wanted to get him.
1: I was one pick away. But our good friend Robbie was not there and was auto-drafting. And I guarantee you he would not have picked DeAndre. So I, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't pick Swift, but he was auto-drafting, so he had to. Um, I wanted him. He was right there. I don't want my team last year. And obviously, PPR weapon lock. This guy's a pass-catching back. It was too bad he had an injury last year because that – Back to my fantasy team and yeah. millions of other people's, but um, and the great O line too, or I maybe mean, not great, but Panay Sewell, Improving. uh, Frank Ragnar, as we mentioned before. So they got some dogs out there, and that's fantastic. They definitely want to be taking Swift if you have the opportunity. Don't yeah. feel bad about it, feel happy about it. Uh, next player, someone last year, I, I was looking through Instagram Reels, we literally had a clip saying, We love this man, the fantasy cast, and it's so true. Michael Pittman, we loved love him, him from last year. And we were right. Lock, we were damn right. We're going we're gonna to take onus of what we get right this year. Don't worry. We're going to be doing starts and sits for next year. We're going to be keeping track about that every week again when we get back in the swing of things. That's always, that was probably the most favorite part of our show. Uh, but Michael Pittman was on that list quite a bit. Uh, now, why do you want to take him? Well, because last year he got uh, upwards of 90 targets. I, sorry upwards of 90 receptions i believe as well as yet over a thousand receiving yards guys a beast uh the colts are getting a lot better this year uh this should be a good team should win that afc south and he actually has a great quarterback i don't care what people say matt ryan borderline hall of fame talent He's a matt great, ryan yeah. is a great great player he is a great for him player. Through, throwing the ball too so there we go those are our picks and uh we're getting towards the end of our episode here lock what do we have
0: yeah, so we're gonna go with the fantasy question of the week here. Love it. And we're getting pretty general right now. Yeah. A little bit more gen on the on the general side. You know, the season hasn't started. Um, who will be in the top ten of PPR players this year? And these are some of our predictions. Yes. We'll alternate here. I, first of all, I want to I want to say something that's a little bit more of a hot take. Oh. Because. Before we get into this list, yes, this list is filled with quarterbacks. You're wondering why? Well, because quarterbacks generally finish within the top 10 of PPR every single year, whether you like it or not.
1: Last year, go check them.
0: Yep. And I'm gonna say something here. It might be a little controversial, whatever. I would not be surprised if Tua cracks this top 10 by the oh! end of the season. I would not be I would not be surprised because Tua has the world at his fingertips right now. The world at his fingertips right now with 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 that offense and the and the potential for for yards in the air. I I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if he cracks that list and has a and has a really good strong season.
1: That is not a horrible take. Whatever you have, three kill and one of the best rookie receivers last year in Jalen Waddle uh and a few pass catching backs so that can hurt you that's fantastic so do you want to we'll go we'll go a bit more in depth in the top five briefly but we'll let's just switch back and forth for the top 10 number 10 big Matty stafford super bowl winner uh los angeles rams number nine we
0: got patrick mahomes lost tyree Hill, but i still think with andy reed and that offense it's not too much of a concern to leave him outside the top 10 with his abilities.
1: I don't know. uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, rookie wide receiver, Sky Moore. I mean, they're set. Uh, Number eight, prediction, but a lot of people like this. Jalen Hurts actually finished within the top 20, I think top 15 last year, improved team a lot. Obviously you have uh, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, you have pass catching backs and you can run the damn ball and score touchdowns on the ground.
0: And honorable and, 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 Good stat pointed out by you before when we were talking before the before the show. Um, Jalen Hurts finished ahead of Kyler Murray last year in PPR,
1: which a lot which of is people don't surprising know.
0: Surprising because Jalen Hurts took a lot of heat during the entirety of last season for the Eagles. He did. Uh, moving on to number seven, uh CMC Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, uh, every football fan would love to see him play a full season. Let's fingers crossed. Let's make it happen. And he's if been so, two years. he's he's going to be he's going to be locked in in that top 10 easily
1: yeah if, if healthy these are all if healthies of course oh of course uh, yeah. the last one before we get in the top five number six cooper cup who finished i believe it was i think it was first last year actually cooper cup finished he did cooper cup was a triple crown winner so that makes sense why he finished first he, uh, but obviously a beast the only reason we have him a bit lower we believe he, uh, it's hard to have that good of a hero and take the fact that you also have alan robinson on your team as well um, you have yep. a lot of, you have a lot of studs on the Rams. So coaches,
0: coaches make adjustments at some point or another, you know? Sure. <laughs> and he, yeah, yeah. It, that's
1: yeah. so true. So, and teams are going to be planning around him. Um, that being said, he's still going to have a great year. Maybe not number one. though. No.
0: Yep. All right. Number five here. We got yours truly Ty Austin Eckler running back on the chargers. I think the chargers are going to be a wagon this year. They're, they're destined for a breakout year. Um, in a very tough division, nonetheless, but I think the Chargers are looking good, and I just expect more of the same from Austin Eckler, another multi-dimensional back that fits beautifully within that Chargers offense. Offense.
1: I appreciate that, of course, and he's here because PPR. He actually had the most total touchdowns of any player in the NFL last year. He had twenty, uh, both in the air and on the ground. Number four. Jay Jettas, wide receiver of Minnesota, Justin Jefferson. This guy's an absolute horse. There is a chance that people have been saying that he could have 2,000 receiving yards this year in an 18-game season. Uh, Kurt Cousins is, despite what people give him crap for, he's been a stud for the last five years doing his job. Leave the man alone. He's fine. Jay Jettas and Adam Thielen have had great seasons for the last, like, well, Thielen for the last, like, three years And uh, Justin Jefferson is starting to have those consistent seasons. Absolute beast. He's 100% on this list, 100% in the top five if he stays healthy. Justin Jefferson.
0: Number three, again, another one of yours truly, Ty. Quarterback for the L.A. Chargers, Justin Herbert. Another Justin on this list. This guy is going to be airing the ball out like no tomorrow. His arm is unbelievable, and his downfield targets – are pretty good as well. You know, obviously you got good buddy Keenan Allen in there. For sure. Eckler is a big pass catcher. You got Mike Williams with the length, Jalen Guyton. I mean, it's uh, this guy's gonna have a great season. It's it's I've, gonna be a phenomenal season for Herbert. And I'm gonna love watching.
1: Gotta just gotta knock on what sometimes just give thanks to the Lord above. I mean, like, I hope so. If everything goes well and he's healthy. Uh, like last year he finished within the top 10 um you know great running backs good coach second year scheme this is his first time not changing like offensive coordinator between three years so hopefully he can capitalize on that and last year he finished within the top 10 too uh number two uh fan we're both a big fan of this guy i think it's pretty safe to say josh allen quarterback buffalo the reason we have him above herbert is because although him and herbert can both move their legs josh allen has worked into the schemes a lot more running the football you, you love to see sean mcdermott let that man run and get touchdowns on the ground amazing receiving core obviously gabe davis should have another big year someone actually we were going to talk about more this year in the fantasy cast obviously stefan Diggs. you got dawson knox um you got some dogs out there and allen is it's ranked by ESPN actually right now as the number one quarterback in the whole NFL and the only person who is a tier one quarterback. Not even Mahomes is a tier one quarterback according to ESPN. Uh so Josh Allen, big, big year, hopefully from him, potentially a Super Bowl run. Uh, we'd love to see it, but Let's definitely hope. one of the fantasy champions of so many people. Yep, yeah. and number one,
0: the man we haven't mentioned yet, Mm-mm. Mr. Jonathan Taylor. Oh. He is by far the most reliable player in fantasy football at this moment in time right now, without a question. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the volume's there. The scheme is there. The talent's there. It's it's, it's all there. Like he's, he's probably going to be the number one overall pick in 95% of fantasy drafts. He should be. He deserves that. He's worked his way up to that honor and no surprise that we're picking him at number one here. On our list uh to round out that top ten. And again, we're gonna check up on this later in the year, see how we did. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see if Tua sneaks his way into the top ten. I don't know if that's gonna happen. That, that was could just be a the best take.
1: thing you said all year, and it happened in episode one, Lockman. We don't know. And we that's our <laughs> first fantasy question of the week completed. Lockman, that's our first episode completed of season two. Once yep. again, well, I don't I I know I speak on mad, both of us. It's just so good to be back. The NFL season starts a week today because by the time you're seeing it, it's, it's Thursday, September 1st. Starts a week today, ladies and gentlemen. Thursday night football, Bills and Rams. So hype! Make sure because we won't be seeing you until then. Set those Thursday lineups. We talked about this last year all the time. You remember that? Set
0: those lineups. Coming Thursday baby. morning.
1: It's flea season as well. Fantasy. Back. I'm. I'm so happy. You know.
0: Yeah, I think uh, when the episode releases this time tomorrow, I'll actually be at the ASU uh, football preseason game between ASU and Northern Arizona.
1: Woo! It's,
0: it's, it's, a game, it's a game day tomorrow, baby.
1: Let's do it, baby. Fantasy Let's Cast go. Season 2 is back. Thank you for watching episode 1. You can check us out on YouTube, Spotify. Follow us on Instagram uh, and our TikTok. All the best, ladies and gentlemen. From now, I'm Ty. He's Lachlan. And we'll see you next week.